0: OK, so I think uh, the main thing about the answer was you covered a lot of points and obviously there were, you were going along the right lines, but it was just about actually getting things a bit more systematic and clear um, because you're jumping from one area to the other. So the very first thing when Amy ring to say that there's a potassium 6.7 um or 7.2, whichever, you need to just at that point make sure that they're stabilizing the patient and say, you know, have they um had the initial treatment for this? And at that point, you can offer advice to say, you know, insulin and dextrose, calcium gluconate, solutamyl nebulizers, or a potassium binder such as Lacelma. Um, and by even saying that in your interview at the very beginning of the station you're already showing off some of the knowledge that you have in hyperkalemia which is something that comes up in the real interview all of the time and comes up day to day in the job so actually saying i would ensure that they stabilize them and i and if there was any concern i would offer them advice such as a b c d e i will say give them um the treatment for hyperkalemia then go downstairs and the start of every single answer for your clinical station is. I would then assess the patient in an A to E approach. And usually the, what you will start doing is saying, so I would like to see if their airway is (coughs) (coughs) patent." excuse me, if their airway is patent. And as you carry on, and the examiners will usually interrupt you to stop going through the whole process and just hand you a set of observations or say they're clinically stable, or this is what you find on examination. But the first two things are always stabilise and safety and then A, B, C, D, E. Once you've done that, you then talked about doing, gathering a history from the patient. And I think um, all the points that you were saying were very valid. Like you would check if they had a renal history, check if they'd had any medications, had something changed in the last few days um, and whether they had any um, previous clinic letters and I think that's all really valid and that's really important to say and if you do um say that at that point the examiner will then say well um the patient tells you that over the last few days they have had a uh you know they've run a marathon um or they've had loads of NSAIDs or they've had back pain something like that which prompts you to think of NSAIDs and um, so I think saying I would take a history focusing on to be really clear, systematic and succinct, I would take a history focusing on what the patient had been doing the last few days, had there been any changes to their health, had there changed any change in medications, what their past medical history was. So really clear, succinct and highlight the questions rather than just saying, I'd take a general history, really highlight the areas that are pertinent to renal. I think then obviously you identified on the ECG, probably needs to be a little quicker that it's hyperkalemia. Um, and obviously it's a renal interview, not a cardio. So don't talk through all the parts of the interview. They're just looking for a spot diagnosis. So just say this ECG shows hyperkalemia um, or evidence of hyperkalemia with peaked T waves. I think then saying you would want to see the, you know that there's a BBG in A&E, asked to see that. And I think the important thing to look at that was that the um, pH was very low. And um, at that point, you'd want to be considering I'll intervene, but I might want to let ITU know at this point or let my consultant know that I have a very sick patient. Um, and so saying I would alert my senior that I have a very sick patient or I would let ITU know that potentially this patient um, could deteriorate very quickly given that their pH is you know, 7.2 and their lactate is 5.0. Um, so highlighting that, looking at the bloods, your interpretation of the bloods was very good. Obviously, you picked up um, that there were some signs of their infection or inflammation and um, an AKI. And I think then at that point, you use very good lingo by saying things like, is this a um, pre-renal, renal or post-renal um, cause? And I think it doesn't hurt to try and then say, what those how those causes fit in so is this a pre-renal cause um well the patients want a marathon so potentially they're dehydrated so it could be that is a renal cause well they do have some blood and protein on their urine so it could be um a parenchymal disease or is it post-renal do they have some kind of obstruction because I've asked about urine output and apparently they're not passing any urine and um, and I think when you're highlighting that you know you repeat it oh so they're not passing any urine try and use some Um, words that show that you've had experience in renal, like oliguric, anuric, or oligoanuric, just because it sounds like you're more in the know. Um, And I think a good little mnemonic to remember for all AKIs is STOP. So S is um, for sepsis and hypoperfusion. Um, T is for toxicity, which you alluded to with NSAIDs. Um, O is for obstruction and P is for parenchymal disease. So that fits into the pre-renal and post-renal. But I think saying that, the main thing they want to see is that when you're approached with an acute clinical situation, that you're breaking down um, in a very systematic way what the problem is. And so you have to highlight, is this a pre-renal thing? Is there evidence of hyperperfusion? Is there evidence of sepsis? I think you have to use the word sepsis because most AKIs that come in acutely to A&E are associated with sepsis. And, you know, you're not going to improve the AKI if you don't treat the sepsis, and that's the most important thing. Um, so I think identifying that, and when you had seen on the bloods that it was raised white cells and there was a raised CRP, there is potential for that. Um, so, yeah, I think make sure that you talk about the different um, potential causes. Um, and then I think when it comes to the diagnosis, you can say, you know, elevated creatinine kinase isn't a diagnosis. So saying this is, I know what you're trying to get at, but this is a marathon runner. And um, their creatinine kinase is something that I would want to check, given that this is illness um, or feeling unwell has come on since they've run the marathon. Um, a potential cause of this could be It could be rhabdo and potentially I would Um, want to fluid resuscitate well not potentially I would definitely want to fluid resuscitate them at this point because they look clinically dry Um, I'll send off urine and uh, check their myoglobin and I'd also um, want to check their creatinine kinase get a catheter in but also you know I would cover this patient with antibiotics and because they have you know white cell count that's raised CRP there's no harm in saying that and I would get an ultrasound scan to make sure that there's no obstruction. So there is different potential causes, but the most important thing that I'm thinking of is rhabdo at the moment. Um, And I think if you take that approach, um, but also, as you said, you send off a renal screen. And I think that's really good as well, because obviously there is um, blood and protein on the dip. That's probably just because they have an acute kidney injury, but you can say, you know, sepsis could be a cause, rhabdo could be a cause. There could be evidence of obstruction but i wouldn't want um to exclude any other renal cause and so i think sending off a renal screen for completion and um, because there is potential for glomerular nephritis and you know this patient has blood and protein on their dip and so um, my renal screen would include and then list what's in the renal screen which you did you missed out a few bits and pieces but that's fine okay okay perfect i think i think yeah i think i probably got too fixated on the fact that he's a marathon runner's were really dehydrated and struggled mm-hmm. to get out of that, that differential. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing. It can get locked in like that. And so if they ask you what's the diagnosis say, well, the most likely diagnosis I think is this, but it could also be A, B and C. And I would do these things to exclude. Yeah. That's what really you actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay.